Hi, everyone, and welcome to the very first Freedom Room podcast. We are super excited to be here today. I'm Camilla. Hi, and I'm Rachel. So very excited. We um, are sitting here on the last day in the home office, and um, we just picked up the keys today to the new office, which has been a huge step. Um, so tell us how you're feeling, Rach. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so, so happy. Honestly, well, you saw me when um, when we got the keys and I had a little jump around and, you know, because um, it's been such a... Um, such a dream for me to to do this you know um and to actually have it in reality now um is just awesome um so i suppose really i should talk about um you know um how how it became you know how the freedom room was born so um when i was in rehab so going back um almost 10 years now you know um so when I was um in rehab myself the um director actually said to me um obviously in a group um he actually said you know Rachel why you were here why are you here and and I I probably misunderstood the question to be honest but my answer was to help people um obviously he was probably asking why are you here in rehab and I assumed he was asking why are you here on the earth and uh I know, I know. Um, but obviously there was a reason for me to say that, but it has stuck in my head ever since that has stuck in my head, you know. So from the moment that you kind of knew you had your own problem with alcohol, that you knew that the the end goal was for you to help people. I didn't know it until I said that. Mm. No, I had no, no, not at all. Um, um, and But then moving forward, you know, when I left there, um I always had that dream that actually what I want to do um is start my own rehab um and obviously with the freedom room um you know the end goal my end goal for the freedom room is to be um a day rehab Mm. Uh, yeah um but when when I left um when I left uh rehab not for one minute did I ever actually think that it was really going to be a thing you know um but as the years went by as the sobriety ticked up as the wellness got, got more and more you know and and the more and more I help people the more you know the more and more I thought I really want to do this you know and, and the more and more I knew that it was possible to be able to help people there you go probably somebody needed my help right there you know um sorry about that um so so yeah so since leaving rehab you know and I've got into um as you know as many people know I got into a 12-step fellowship um and that 12-step fellowship um absolutely has helped save my life without a shadow of a doubt you know um but the problem with the 12-step fellowship um is that not everybody likes it you know um people can go to a meeting and walk away thinking hell no that's not for me and for me the 12 steps of that particular 12 step fellowship um is what keeps me grounded today and i wanted to be able to offer that to other people but to be able to offer that but with the other things as well because the the 12 steps are wonderful but it can also leave you with a little bit of a hole in your soul. So it also needs self-compassion. We also need meditation. We need mindfulness, you know, Um, and I wanted to be able to be the place that brings all of that stuff together, 
That's it, because I think with when you get into recovery, you realise it's not just about putting down the drink. It's actually about creating a full, rich and happy and meaningful life for yourself. Absolutely. And there is so much that goes into that, you know, and, you know, that first first time you're in rehab or for people that don't even go to rehab, it's just that hell that they're in, um, that obsession of drinking. But then once you put the drink down and you can see through that, there's just so much more to it. And I think having one place that you can come to that A, understands it from, a, you know, uh, a, the bottom, the ground of what it actually feels like to be a person with an alcohol, you know, problem, then we can sort of help tailor that program around the individual so that they get what they need to rebuild their life. Oh, absolutely, a million percent. And that's what it is, rebuilding your life because it's, you know, by a lot of the time when people go get into a 12-step program or come to the Freedom Room, their life is usually in a not a very good place. Oh, it's, it's a mess. Yeah. It, it's nothing but manic. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you don't walk into the Freedom Room, a rehab or, you know, um, a 12-step um, fellowship um, unless you are literally without a word, you know, fucked, mate. You know, you don't, you don't, yeah. you don't wake up one morning and think, oh, I had one too many last night for the first time. I'm going to go and see if I've got a drink problem. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, you don't never accept it straight away. So you've got to batter yourself until yeah. you're down in the ground. You know, um, but the problem with a lot of the professionals out there and G- GPs especially you know some of them some of them are great but some of them have got absolutely no understanding about addiction and alcoholism um to a point um I actually had somebody in here at Freedom Room this morning who went to see um this week he had to go and see a psychiatrist who told him that it was perfectly fine for him to drink zero beers you know i.e as in you know the low alcohol oh, yeah. yeah you know you and I both know that you can't do that and he knows that he can't do that because he actually trialed it and it messed up his head and I think for you know those people say if you're listening and you're in early sobriety you know you think well what's the problem there's no alcohol in it but you know from people that have had alcohol problems before it's actually the 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 thought of having a drink in your hand it it's it, it sows that, yeah it sows that yeah. seed again in your yeah. head that maybe it is possible and like you hear a lot about this disease it's cunning it's baffling and it's powerful and oh, it man. will trick you and it'll make you think that you're okay yeah but you've you got know. that little bastard sitting on your shoulder telling you that you're okay you know yeah. um but the other thing as well those zero beers you know are not zeros they're, they're not they have got the problem is they actually have 0.005% alcohol mm. in them. They have always had alcohol in They just take it out. So um, it, that is how right. it tastes yeah. the same. Yeah. So they take the alcohol out, but it still leaves 0.005%. Now, for the likes of you and I, we will find that, our body. And I, you know, I have tried um, right at the very early starts of my um, recovery I had a zero beer, you know, um, and I knew about it. I was behaving, and I only had one, but I was behaving in the same way that I was behaving when I was drinking in terms of how I was thinking, you know. And the other time when I went once and I had a rum and raisin ice cream, thinking Mm -hmm. that would be absolutely fine, um, and I had the rum and raisin ice cream, and as I ate it and I finished it, and I went back and got another one, and I couldn't understand why. You know, yes. because it was that short, that little bit of rum, and whoever tells you that that rum is not real rum is lying. 
And I think it's for, for alcoholics, it's like that light bulb goes off. Even when it's the smallest amount, the alcoholic light bulb goes ding on in your head and, and things start to rapidly change. Like you, you know, wanting more of it or mouthwash yeah, alcoholic, mm-hmm. you know, um, for the likes of you and I, lethal. Can't do it. And, you know, we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to scare you off if you're listening to us <laughs> and you're, you know, you, you probably, you know, there's, there's different levels of this alcohol use disorder. There's people that are full-blown alcoholics that will be alcoholics for the rest of their life, which is Rachel (laughs) Rachel, myself, but there are also people that, you know, it's a habit and they can break it, um, you know, so there's different levels and that's the kind of thing that, you know, following Facebook, you know, our page, we post a lot about those different, you know, sides of alcohol use disorder, which is what it's called now. Yes. So don't freak out, um, but I think information is power. Yes. And the more that you understand about what is going on for you, and how absolutely. to change it absolutely yeah you know there's there's an invisible line um and unfortunately if you cross that invisible line there is no going back it's like pickling a cucumber once it's pickled you can't unpickle it you know um and that's you and i yeah. <laughs> pickled yeah. um but if you haven't got there and it is just a habit and you've been using it you know that's when you could possibly use the alcohol free um alcohol drinks you know mm-hmm. um to help you get past that habit but what you're doing is you're not actually changing that habit because you're still going you're still reaching for the bottle yeah you're still having that glass in your hands so you're changing nothing and you yeah. know if nothing changes nothing changes there you go and yeah i guess that's you know it's like with smoking as well that oral fixation which they talk about you know you're you're addicted to the actual substance but you're also addicted to what your brain tells you is that oral fixation. Mm. Whereas, you know, if you, you know, I won't even drink out of a wine glass. I won't drink soft drink out of a wine glass because it's it's too bloody close. Mm. And I just, you know, having sobriety is the biggest gift I've ever been given. I have a beautiful son, but that sobriety is comes before that because without it, everything falls apart. And I'm too scared to do anything that, that will affect that sobriety. You know, I, I live... A very free life don't get me wrong but um I, I will always have that feeling of I don't want to lose it and yeah. you know that I don't want to ever be complacent towards it mm-hmm. why would you you know when you've got a life that is is better than you ever thought it could be oh absolutely but and also you know when you've fought so hard to get mm. here you know why would you you yeah. know and and I was told very early on in recovery you know anything that you put before your recovery you will lose, you know, um, because if you don't put this first, you will pick up again, you know. Um, And again, we're talking about the harder alcoholics, you know, um, not the people who, you know, have just got into a habit and are just using it as as a crutch right now, you know. Um, And and that's the thing, and that's why people can come to us and learn, learn what the difference is and learn where they are on, you know, that side of alcohol, you know, um, find out, what what they need to do because no two recoveries are the same no two people program are the same you know um it's not salt and pepper yeah you know it's certainly not salt and pepper and yeah we um we all have to find out what's right for us you know for us as an individual what is going to work for me you know um and and we all have the same basics of recovery and you know like the 12 steps you know um but what else is it for me that i need to bring in to me you know 
what is it that's going to make me have more confidence you know um what's going to fill that hole in my soul you know I think so and you know you hear um a lot about you know people saying well without alcohol I've got nothing I don't have any hobbies all my friends drink what else is there and yes, that's true. You know, that, isn't that sad? Yeah, absolutely. It really bloody is. But that's, I think, some people get really scared of it. And to a degree, I was as well. You know, what what am I without the drink? Oh, me. I mean, I, I was nothing without the drink. I There was the, nothing, there was, there was no yeah. part of my life that didn't involve alcohol. Yeah, None. and even with kids, you know, we, that, that was still the priority. And I think that's the, the thing, you know, you can still have fun, you can still socialise, you you know, it's about rebuilding that, finding hobbies that you like. I only recently was, you know, um, <laughs> enlightened that I needed to get some more hobbies and mm-hmm. I did. Um, and if this might sound sad, but what sometimes, well, I started knitting and that didn't go so well, so I'm going to pick another one. <laughs> but that's the whole thing. Like if it doesn't work, try something else. And that's the beauty of this, you know. Yeah. You know, you need a new routine. Yeah. We get to pick our own routine. You That's know, it. we don't have to follow what the old routine was. We can choose whatever we want it to be and we can put some really nice bloody good things in that routine. That hobby can be whatever it is that you've ever wanted to do. Now's your time. That's it. And, you know, being able to get up without a hangover on the weekend, you know, pack the bikes in the car, go for a bike ride and actually enjoy yourself. You know, enjoy yourself not feeling like shit not planning when you're going to get home to get a drink into you, actually enjoying what we have. And we don't have a lot of time here. Like, and, you know, but enjoying what's around you, nature, yeah. seeing the trees, seeing the, you know, the sea, the, the, the sun shining, all the things that I paid absolutely no attention to whatsoever. Yeah. You know, when I go out on the bike now, you know, oh, I take the most amazing photos and see some of the most amazing scenery. And, you know, we are very lucky that we live in Australia, mm. you know, which is one of the most beautiful countries that I've ever, ever been to. Um, and I feel so very lucky to be able to live here. Um, but again, only because of my sobriety, yeah. you know, um, I'd be in the gutter, but yeah. I'd be dead, dead, absolutely without a shadow of a doubt, I'd be dead. And isn't that an interesting point? Because... Um, you know, I, I'm studying at the moment and I came across something last night in my studies and it was a graph about all the other um, illegal substances in Australia and it was um, how harmful they are to the to people. You know, how, how many um, drug-related deaths are there in Australia? Do you know what the number one killer was? I don't, but I can take a wild guess now. Go on. Alcohol. Yeah. Number one, and it is legal. It was... But, but not by a little bit, by a country mile. Wow, wow. And it's deaths that happen to people that fall over and hit their head when they're drunk. It's cirrhosis. You know, it's it's all of these things. You know? Well, you know, you and I both know somebody that that happened to, darling, don't we? You know, somebody who picked up, fell over in the yeah, shower. exactly. You know, and, and, and that killed him. Um, mm. And, you know, the stuff that you read doesn't just happen to other people you know um he was such a beautiful guy and it doesn't happen to other people that happened to one of us and that could happen to you or me um and it yeah it's so scary so scary Mm. that how many and you you like you said that that graph that shows you how much by so much more that people are dying um from alcohol related and you know suffering yeah. and their family suffering um, and and it's totally legal but they are never going to the problem is they are never ever just like cigarettes they are never ever going to stop it the so money, money the tax yeah. exactly you know um 
to them it's worth that yeah. take and yeah and let's just be clear we're not saying go and use illegal substances it's just for an example to say you know how how scary and how lethal alcohol can be you know can you imagine that our first podcast people are going to think that we were saying don't drink go take heroin <laughs> oh my goodness yep yeah, that is not what we're that suggesting by any stretch no, absolutely not <laughs> But, you know, it's like anything. It's just, you know, finding a balance in your life. And um, sometimes people say, yeah, but that's really boring. I can't tell you the amount of people that you hear say balance. What does that mean? I mean, that's oh, just, yeah. that's boring. Uh, but boring. And I'll tell you, if I hear the word boring and, you know, oh, my days, yeah. Oh, I can't go to a birthday party. I can't do this at Christmas. can't go to a barbecue. can't go on holiday. It's all boring. How do you do it? You know, I have done all of those things sober now everything sober I don't think there's I don't think there's anything I haven't done sober now you know and let me tell you if it was that boring I'd have picked up a drink nine years ago yeah <laughs> you know you can do all of those things and have as much fun you know more fun yeah. and you can leave when you want to leave you know and yeah. and you remember every single bit of it and it is different you know it is very different but I think when you start doing those firsts you know like you said the first birthday party the first wedding you will then look at people that are drinking and you'll go, oh, my God, was I really like that? And it's actually pretty confronting when you see people really drunk. Like it's not a, it's not pretty. It's not a good sight at all. And, like, you, I, I guarantee you at the end of the night you're like, thank God, that's not me. Yeah. Holidays were the thing for me, seeing mm. people so drunk around the pool. Jeez oh. Louise. I think, you know, how did, how are they not dying? How are they not falling in the water? And, and that was me all over, you know. I spend all this money. I've been so very lucky. Me and the girls have been so very lucky. We have gone to some of the most amazing places. We've gone to so many islands in the Caribbean or Caribbean, however you want to say it. Um, we've been so very, very lucky, you know. But most of the time, all I did was just stay around the pool. I could have been in any country. I could have done that. I could have stayed at home and done that because all I ever did on these holidays was drink, mm. spend all that money to just go and drink, which is what I do at home. But I was just going to be doing it in the sunshine around mm. the pool, you know. What a waste. What a waste. It is a waste. And, you know, it. it's really interesting when you learn about, like, the, the origins of, of alcohol and that it's actually considered a poison, you know, like it is actually a, it poison, is a poison to yeah. our body. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's toxic. Yeah. You know, they used to use it, you know, as an anaesthetic. You know, what does that tell you? Mm. They, that's what they would use um, to knock you out, to do operations back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But having said that, you know, when I blacked out, you know, you could have done anything to me and I would not know, mm. which is a very scary thought. Oh, yeah, it is. I wouldn't go back for anything. So thank God for that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess... You know, as our first podcast, we're just, we're super grateful to be here. And we also, you know, want people to know that the the stigma that you, you know, unfortunately it still exists around alcohol dependence, alcoholism, whatever you want to call it, there still is that stigma. But it, I think it's really being challenged at the moment. Like I think people are starting to see that you can be open about it, yeah. you can talk about it. and you know, there's nothing shameful about it. It's a disease. It's like having diabetes. It's, you know, left untreated. It will always end badly. 
absolutely alcoholism left untreated is going to kill you one way or the other you know and let's not forget you know untreated alcoholism you can have that without even having alcohol in your body you mm. know um and that's a whole nother podcast but yeah you know you and i again know that we can behave like alcoholics when we don't you know work our program you know um and as we've already said you know this is not an overnight fix you know um you have to work long and hard yeah, recovery. 100%. And um, I guess for people that are listening, we've sort of, you know, we've got a lot of things coming up at the moment and we're going to be trying to do a podcast each week um, and that um, podcast is going to talk about anything from neuroplasticity to what to do to rebuild your life, what steps you need to take, talking about 12-step facilitation, talking about the other 12-step programs that are out there, the different fellowships, I mean, you name it, we're going to talk about it. So um, we're really excited that you guys have joined us and, and we hope that you keep joining us um, on our podcast. Um, the other thing that we're going to be doing is lots of workshops. So um, if you guys are interested um, and you're in the Brisbane area, um, head to our Facebook page or our website. Um, but if not, we might be thinking about doing, you know, maybe recording it or sharing some of yeah. that information. Yeah. So um, we'll be looking at, at things like um, mindful self-compassion, mindful meditation, um, looking at um, how to improve your mental health, um, how, you know, relationships when you're sober, yep, all yep. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested, we're sort of, we're here to help you guys and, and it's it's to give you a, a beautiful life and to like you know the the name says give you freedom from freedom, alcohol yeah and and not just freedom from alcohol yeah, you know right. freedom from you know freedom from self um from, you know absolutely everything because yeah once we put you know the the alcohol down you know life carries on and we have to learn to live life um and and if we don't know how to do that properly you know um yeah. we can beat ourselves up um <laughs> and, and that's the other thing you know freedom from from myself mm. yeah um freedom from pain freedom from everything you know um and one thing you know i say this often but it is very true um you know if you'd have given me a piece of paper 10 years ago and said to me how do you want your life to be i absolutely would have sold myself short you know, I have got the best life ever, way better than I ever could have imagined it could have been, and not materialistic stuff, you know. Mm. all It's the stuff that's inside, you know, the, the stuff that I never thought I was going to get, you know, that, that serenity, that peace, that calmness, you know, um, stillness, mm. that stillness in my life today. Um, yeah, I have the most amazing life, and uh, I'm happy to share it with anyone. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's the beautiful thing about this space for you and I, Rach, is that it is opening up so that people can hear about what it's like to be an alcoholic and, and you know, how we got out of it, how, how we rebuilt our lives. And, and it's the same for anyone. If we can do it, anybody can do oh, it. Oh, mate, absolutely. It's, yeah. Promise you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, look, thank you all for joining us. And um, is there anything else that you want to add, Rachie? No, just, you know, thank you so much to everybody and you, Camilla, as well, definitely. You know, I just want to say a big thank you. You know, you, I certainly wouldn't be this far along if it wasn't for your support and your help either, you know, um, and it means so much to me, so, so much to me. Um, yeah, I'm. there's nobody else I'd want by my side in this and, uh, 
yeah, I can't thank you enough. There's no words. There are no words. And anybody who knows me knows that I don't get lost for words very often. Um, but there are no words um, on how appreciative I am of you, darling. Mm. I really am. And, uh, yeah, and, 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 and just everybody that has supported us and, you know, shared our post, shared our page and, um, God, I sound like I'm at the Grammys or winning an Oscar. <laughs> you know, I'd like to thank my family, of course. And yeah, <laughs> it's a bit like that, though, you know. Oh, it's just amazing. Like I say, the fact that we started here in, you know, in my spare room here, um, that, you know, we now got um, bigger and better venue um, and it's just going to keep growing. And, and of course, also the end result, obviously being the day rehab, but also being a charity mm. so that the people who, who can't afford still get the luxury that we have got you know everybody deserves to have what we have mm -hmm. you know it doesn't matter where they come from or how much money they've got because we're no better not one alcoholic is better than any other alcoholic and anybody who thinks they are needs to get that out of their head mm -hmm. you know um we all have that one thing in common alcohol alcohol that just takes over our whole life that we have no control over and uh yeah, everybody should be able to have the life that we have today and let us yeah. be able to be able to go and pass that on to each and every one of mm. them. I think that's beautiful. And, yeah, it's a very – it's a special gift to be able to pass on to people. Precious. Mm. Well, thanks, guys, and we look forward um, to us uh, joining us next time and take care and make sure to stay safe and reach out if you need us. Bye. Bye. Bye.